This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. My name is Denise Renner, and I'm so excited about this program today, and I'm so glad that you're with me. I believe God is going to do something very special in all of our lives today as you listen to this program, because it's the Word of God. And I'm going to talk to you about an amazing miracle in John chapter 9, where Jesus opens the eyes of a man who was born blind. Wouldn't that be amazing to see? I believe we're going to see it more and more as the days go by of God's power being poured out through his church for him to demonstrate to this world that he is the living Christ, that he is powerful and that he is the savior. If you need prayer, please let us know because as we pray together, the Bible says, if we agree together, touching anything by our Father, which is in heaven, it will be done by him. Don't hesitate to call or to write and let us pray with you. Well, we're going to start in John chapter 9. Now, this is an amazing story. It starts out with verse 1, and it says, Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. When I was studying this, I was thinking about this man. And, you know, for we can just kind of imagine um, for this man who is completely blind, it's just a normal day. And uh, he wakes up and maybe his eyes open, but of course he sees nothing but blackness. And somehow he makes his way to the street to be to beg, begging for mercy, begging for help, begging for money, anybody to come along and to make his life better. I can't imagine being blind, not being able to see. And probably you can't imagine either how terrible it would be if you could not see the sky, you couldn't see flowers, you couldn't see your parents' face, you couldn't see your husband, you couldn't see your wife, you couldn't see your child. You could feel them, but you couldn't see them. There's so much in a gift of sight. And this man, he didn't have that. Not for one second of his whole life. For him, his whole life had been blackness. But Jesus walks by that day. And you know that when Jesus walks by, things are going to change. And he saw this man who had been born blind. And uh, Jesus does something amazing. He, he talks about with his disciples, his disciples, they ask, uh, is this a curse 
on this man because of the parents and because of because of this man? And Jesus said, no, it's not either one of them. He says, I'm going to demonstrate my power, that the power of God be demonstrated. I'll read it to you. It says, verse 3, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And Jesus was getting ready to bring light into this man's eyes. Isn't that awesome? So it says that Jesus in verse 6, when he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he had said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. So when he went and washed, the man came back seeing. Well, the man, he went and washed. He never saw Jesus. He heard his voice. He knew it was a man called Jesus that put this uh, clay on his eyes, but he never saw him. Therefore, the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, is not this he who sat and begged? So these, <laughs> these neighbors were shocked because you can imagine if, if somebody you knew for all your life was a blind and a beggar and now <laughs> you see this man walking around and he can see everything. He's looking at you in the eye. He's talking to you. This man is so excited. Can you even imagine how excited he is that he could see? And all these people around him, they're like, is this really the man or is, is this somebody else? They start asking, is it, is it him? Well, it looks like him, but maybe it's somebody else. And they said, they said to him, how were your eyes opened? The man says, he answered and said, a man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. This man's so simple. He just says exactly what happened. Then they said to him, well, where is he? And the man said, I don't know. Jesus went away after, after he anointed the man's eyes. Jesus wasn't trying to gather a crowd to himself. He went away. And the man went and washed and saw for the first time in his life. Then these people that have all these opinions that they're not sure that it's him, uh, that some say that it is him, uh, uh, they brought him who had formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also asked him again, how? 
he had received his sight. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. So now again, this man who was born blind, who now sees, is telling again the Pharisees that how his eyes were opened. And I looked this up in the Greek. And when it says that they ask him, it's like they almost interrogated him. They asked him and they asked him again and they asked him again. And they said, are you sure this is how it happened? And then they decided, okay, okay, it is you. But we're not sure that you were really born blind. So we're going to find out from your parents if it's really you that was born blind and now sees. So they go to his parents and his parents say, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we don't know. He's of age, ask him. He will speak for himself. Well, the truth was that they knew that if anybody said that Jesus was the Christ, that they would be thrown out of the synagogue. So the parents, they didn't give the real answer. They just said, you ask him, he's of age. And so again, they called the man that was blind and now sees. And they said to him, you give glory to, to God. We know that this man is a sinner. And this man, he's so innocent. All he knows is that he was born blind and he's never seen anything in his life. And now this man called Jesus tells him to anoint his eyes and he anoints his eyes and he goes and washes and he comes back seeing. This is all the man knows. Then he answered, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. You know, friend, people can argue with you about your faith. They can argue with you. Maybe, oh, you didn't really receive a miracle. That kind of thing just goes away. Or they don't really believe. But you know what they can't argue with? They can't argue with your experience. It was your experience. And this man had an experience that he was not giving up on. No matter who said what. No matter if somebody said, it is the man. No, it's not the man. How could this happen? Because this man is a bad man because he did this on the Sabbath. How can a bad man heal heal this man. They had so many opinions, so many arguments surrounding this fantastic miracle of this man. And they're asking him again and asking him again. And he answered, I told you already. And you did not listen. And then the man that sees and was blind said, why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to be his disciples? They get so mad that they reviled him and said, you are his disciple. 
we are Moses' disciple. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we do not know where he is from. Now for this man who had never seen and now sees, he is like, how can you say you don't know who this man is? And, and he's going to say that. Listen to this. The man answered and said to them, why, this is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from. He's like, I can't hardly believe it that this miracle, great miracles happened to me and you don't know where this man is from. Yet he's opened my eyes. You're spiritual. You're supposed to know these things. Now look at verse 31. Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, this man is preaching to these Pharisees. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was been born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't do anything. Then they answered him. You were completely born in your sins and you are teaching us. And they cast him out. They cast him out of the temple. They said, you are excommunicated from the temple. You cannot come into the temple anymore. Has anybody ever rejected you or said, I don't believe what you're talking about. I think you're a fool. I think you're not looking at all the facts. I think that you need to reconsider something. You didn't really get a miracle. You didn't really hear from God. You're crazy. God doesn't talk to people. I'm not talking to you anymore. That's what they did. That's what they did to this man. They cast him out of the temple. They ridiculed him. They tried to humiliate him. They put him down. And now this man, he's so happy though. You can't take his joy away from him because now he sees and he's never seen in his whole life. Can you imagine? They cast him out, but now he's walking around and he's enjoying everything. The sky, the flowers, people's faces, his own hands, his clothes, his feet. He's seeing for the first time in his life, though they ridicule him and him try to humiliate him, they can't steal the miracle from him. And look at verse 35. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, when Jesus heard that they had cast him out, Jesus went looking for him. Hmm. This shows so much the heart and the compassion of Jesus. We know that Jesus hated blindness because of what he did on the cross. I mean, he took our blindness. He took our sicknesses. He took our diseases. He took our pains on his own body. He hated it. He punished it in hell. And he rose up 
it rose up victorious. We know that he hated blindness. And we know that when he spat on the ground and made clay and he anointed the man's eyes, that the man came back seeing. We know that this man, he had a physical miracle. He was seeing. He'd been born blind and now he sees. But Jesus has something else on his mind about this man. It's great that Jesus opened his physical eyes, but Jesus wants to touch him on the inside. And he says to the man, after he went looking for him, do you believe in the Son of God? In verse 36, the man answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? That question, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? That man's heart was opened. He wanted to know who the Son of God was. He still doesn't know that Jesus, who's talking to him right now, was the one that opened his eyes. He just thinks that he's talking to this man. He doesn't know that he opened his eyes. But now this man called Jesus is now asking him, do you believe in the Son of God? And the man says, well, I don't know who he is, Lord, that I may believe in him. Verse 37, and Jesus said to him, you have both seen him and it is he who is talking to you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. When Jesus went to find this man, he'd already had his physical eyes opened. Jesus came that his spiritual eyes would be opened. Jesus wanted this man to spend eternity in heaven with him. Jesus cared about this man's heart. Is Jesus the miracle worker? Yes, he is. Does he do it out of compassion and love for us? Yes, he does. Did he take our sicknesses and diseases on his own body because he didn't want you and I to suffer under them? Yes, it's true. It's true. His compassion for us was to heal our bodies, but not just our bodies, to heal our heart, that we would be born again on the inside, that we would know without a shadow of a doubt that if we die tonight in our sleep, that we would just go to heaven. We would have that assurance that if you died tonight, you would just go to heaven. What a great assurance is that? But you can have that. I know I'm talking to somebody right now, and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. This is your opportunity right now to receive him, just, just like this man that had his physical eyes opened. And the man said, 
Jesus said, do you believe in the son of God? And the man said, who is he, Lord, that I might believe in him? The Holy Spirit is revealing to you right now who he is. And that is Jesus Christ. He's the one who gave his life for you and took your sin upon himself and made a way for you to spend eternity with him in heaven. I want to pray with you right now. Father, I'm praying with my friend right now. Just pray these words. Father, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I believe that Jesus is the Christ. That he's the son of God. That he was raised from the dead. I turn from my sins. I confess him as my Lord and my Savior. Right now. I receive him as my Savior. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, please let us know. You see, that precious man that had his eyes, these eyes opened, he got his spiritual eyes opened that day. And that's just what happened to you if you prayed that prayer. That's the greatest prayer you can ever pray in your whole life. It's so great to be healed in your body. I've been healed in my body several times. I've known other people that have had amazing miracles in their body. But to have that miracle happen on the inside where you confess him and receive him by faith as your Lord and he gives you the grace to believe. That's where some of you are right now. That's the greatest miracle that has ever happened to you. Please let us know about that. You know, Jesus said, I want to show you what he said to this man. Because the man, he worshiped Jesus. Then Jesus said, for judgment... I have come into this world that those who do not see may see and that those who see may be blind. You see, the Pharisees, they thought they could see the truth, but they were blind. They were blind. The man who was blind, he's the one who could see because Jesus opened his eyes and he opened his spiritual eyes. That's the greatest gift, the greatest miracle that can happen to you or me. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, talking to Jesus, are we blind also? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, we see. Therefore, your sin remains. He said, if you were blind, if you were blind and didn't listen to all these, these traditions that you are connected to and bound to, and you can't even rejoice with a man who receives sight on the Sabbath, if you were blind to that and you could see what a miracle standing in front of you, 
then you could see. The greatest, the greatest sight is not with these eyes. The greatest sight is with our heart and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and believing his word and believing that he can do miracles in our lives. When his spirit begins to take the blinders off of our spiritual heart, our mind, our emotions, and we begin to believe what his word says. God, this word is not just words on a page. This is the truth. This is for me. You took the sickness and disease that's on my body, on you, and I can be healed when I believe that you're my healer. Don't miss this opportunity to reach out and take the healing power of God because it's there for you, the saving power of God. It's there for you also. And let us know. Tell somebody, tell somebody what Jesus did in your life today. Your testimony is great. The Bible says it even defeats the devil. Tell somebody what Jesus has done for you. And that testimony that has power that's going to defeat the devil in somebody else's life. Well, thank you for letting me open up this amazing miracle to you today. And for us to see again, once again, that the most important thing is that our spiritual heart be opened up and that we understand and keep growing and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that our eyes remain open. It's been my privilege, and I love you, and I'll see you on the next program. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help! My Mouth is Making Trouble for Me. Who is in control here? My Mouth or Me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, who Stole Cinderella for just $15 with genuine warmth and candor. Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer. The entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.